This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 27. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit. And I'm here with my co-host, who just told me to stop talking to designer, <laughs> Adam Juice Man Tatteris. Juice Man. I'm the Juice Man. Cold press. Right. Uh, we have an exclusive interview just now. Octavius had designer online. Yeah. Which is so crazy because yeah, yeah. There, are only, there are only two of us in this room right now. Yeah, yeah, Only two yeah, microphones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yet, hey. a, a full conversation hey, with hey, 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 with a nineteen-year-old rapper. <laughs> That's right. Designer was here. He's here now. Yeah, the spirit. Yeah. This is this is our show, crazy. Comic Book Junto, where we talk about designer's new mixtape, New English. It's not good. Next thing. Okay, moving on. Moving on. How you doing, man? I'm all right. We're recording a little bit late. Internet fans, listeners, thank you very much. And apologies. You. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. We know uh, we don't mean to make a habit of this, but uh, Octavius and I, we, we've had a heck of a week. A lot going on. There's a lot going on. A lot of really good things going on. Yes. On Wednesday, as a matter of fact, we, uh, we were fortunate enough to be asked to be a part of uh, something mm-hmm. that's going to be in Philly Weekly, mm-hmm. Philadelphia's uh, newspaper circulated through Philly in the yep. area. Took did a photo shoot. Yeah, did an interview. Yep, yep. We yep. had some amazing poses. We were busting some poses. I think we were doing Fantastic some. I think poses. my favorite ones were some of the uh, the crossroads. Yeah, uh, the praying hands. Yeah, the praying hands. <laughs> I really liked a lot. I, I really that mob joints. Yeah, there's some good stuff that's going to come out of that. But all of that is to say that we are we're reaching new heights. We hope we're so. We're going places. We hope so. Um, and in the meantime, we're just shirking our responsibilities. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you like us because we're doing a show? Don't cool. forget. Let's just put off the show. Don't forget where you came from. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm still Jenny from the block. So we got to get in here and right. record. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is uh, I was working really hard on a project that I was kind of like the secret project I was talking about. Um, but it's out now. Yeah. And it's basically... Uh, Barefoot presents Ode to Omni and Andy Minio. We did this thing called Garnish for Andy Minio's, a uh, couple songs of Andy Minio's album called Uncomfortable. So the band Ode to Omni led by Marcus Myers, uh, multi-piece band. What we did was we took some of the, in, the acapellas from Andy Minio's album and Marcus like created original music with yeah. his live band and performed it is fantastic. all over it. We did a documentary. I mean, we were mixing and mastering multiple sessions. Shout out to Joe Dela Cruz, same guy who edits these podcasts. He yeah. mixed, he mixed the, the, uh, the project. 
It is fantastic. It Christina is so good. Christina Faith, we were up till six in the morning editing. Octavius has me. Octavius has me come sit in, in his car so we can listen to the music through the the audio system in his car. Yes, which was the way to listen to it. Right. By the way. Right. We're sitting in there eating a slice of pizza. That's right. Listening to Ode to Omni. Uh, shoot, man. Congratulations on the release. Thank you. It sounds great. I suppose it's probably the part of the show where you should let people know about Bear Fruit, huh? Oh, yeah. So this podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Bear Fruit, <laughs> Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action. Get that paper. And inspiring others to do the same thing. <laughs> so at the end of the day, the, the end result for Bear Fruit is inspiration. Um, so you can check out more about Bear Fruit, bearfruit.com. Yeah. Sign up for the newsletter. If you go to bearfruit.com under features, you'll see Oda Omni X Andy Minio. Click on that. You can watch the documentary, listen to the music. It's free to stream on SoundCloud. You can also go to soundcloud.com forward slash B3. A-R-F-R-U-I-T. Yeah. Check out the music there as well. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Share it. I uh, hope you guys like it. We work really hard on it. Again, shout out to Joe Della Cruz. Shout out to Christina Faith from Creative Thought Media who did the documentary. Shout out to Marcus Myers and everybody who owed the Omni. Shout out to Andy Minio mm-hmm. for putting the acapellas out there. Um, it was fun. It was hard, but it was fun. We have a feeling if you're listening to this right now, if you like comic book Jundo, you're probably going to dig on uh, this project. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So just do yourself a favor. When you're done listening to this episode, mm-hmm. where can they find the music? Barefruit, uh, SoundCloud.com forward slash Barefruit Great. or go to Barefruit.com under features. It's the first link. It'll say Ode Omni X. Yeah. Andy Minio. Okay. Designer we talked about. Right. <laughs> Ode Omni we talked about. Progressive Philly, we talked about. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, speaking of things that we have coming up, oh, um, uh, Comic Book Junto has been accepted into the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. That's happening late August, August 19th through the 21st. And then there's a little break, and then they do it again the 26th through the 28th. What that means. What that means is. Is CBJ is going live. We're going to have a live. We're going live. Yes, we're going to do a live show. In the flesh. That's right. So we are going to have an opportunity to get everyone who's willing to travel to come meet with us, Mm -hmm. talk, do a live show. Mm -hmm. We're going to try. I mean, now, and Adam has a lot of experience of doing live shows. I think they have us in the Wells Fargo Center. I don't know if that's the truth. I I think think that's a bullface live. Right before Drake. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Right before the the boys who are up to something. Y'all excited for Drake? Yeah. Y'all want to listen to a podcast? No. Okay. Too bad. Bear with us. Sorry. So, so you guys, you guys seeing that new trailer? Ooh. <laughs> Bring out future. No, I think I won the Grammy. Think I think I won the Grammy. Not you. Don't sad and say sink future. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna do a live show. Um, we're gonna try to make it special. So yeah, uh, we'll give you more information. We'd love to see as many of you who are willing to come out. We'd love to meet as many of you as willing to come out. And um, we're gonna try to make it fun. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with um, this will, it. This will be our first experience doing that. Um, also, I just want to say shout out to everybody who got their New York City Comic Con tickets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? Okay, this is a sore subject. Yeah. It's a uh, sore subject. Yeah. So, uh, let's just flash back to Wednesday. Let's just talk about it. If we can. Yeah. I want to flash back to Wednesday. Tickets go on sale. Fan verification was a, a requirement. It was mandated. You needed to have a fan verified profile. Now, we talked about this on a show. Yes, we did. They're they're doing this new style of selling tickets to make sure that it's easier, more convenient, and Mm -hmm. true fans get Mm -hmm. get the tickets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. 
did that. Yep. We Octavius both did that. and I, we both did that. Ready to go. We're ready to go. We go over to the comic book shop. It's brown bag day. Yeah. So we go over to the shop. We pick up some stuff. Uh, one of our listeners, Daniel, shout out to Daniel. He came over to Indy Hall and he actually went over to the shop with us. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Shout out to you. Dancing Panda, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gar the Dancing Panda. That was a blast. It was a real joy. Come back to the hall, settle down, sit at the computer. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yes. It's 11.59. Yes. I'm ready. Or are you? Or am I? <laughs> so it turns out I wasn't ready. Oh, and man. I got into the queue Ugh. to buy a ticket. One minute. Internet. One minute. Let me tell you. So, one minute. So, so I'm sitting here, computer open. Like I'm rushing. He is hacking into the I'm mainframe. rushing. I'm opening my computer up. I got the website open. I'm refresh. Yeah. Refresh. I'm I'm at 59. I'm refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And as soon as 12 hits, I get about three refreshes in and I'm in the queue. Yeah. This dude Adam is like, <laughs> I think I have the link somewhere. I was playing. Farm- and I'm looking at him I'm with playing, wide I'm eyes like Farmville. This guy's moving way too slow right now. <laughs> But I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, ah, uh, he's a grown man. Like, what are you going to say to another grown man? I can't tell him this. Hurry up. Hurry up. Like, yeah. you know, so he's like, yeah, I think it's in here somewhere. And I'm scheduling t- tweets. <laughs> just like <laughs> inside oh, man, of me, Internet. I'm, I'm in just there. like, this dude is not going to get tickets because <laughs> he's moving so slow. OK, so look, the so, but mind you, it's only 60 seconds. What it feels like an eternity to me, because I yeah. know I know. How how You've serious been, this you is. have been through this process before? It should it, it should yeah. be said. This is the first Comic Con that I will go to. Mm-hmm. It is the first. I did get a ticket. I a got ticket. one. So I got a three day. <laughs> we were we were what we were going to do is get a Friday, Saturday, Sunday ticket. Go out there to, yeah. to Nerd Disneyland mm-hmm. and just geek out for three days. Yeah. That was the plan. Yeah. Because you were under the impression that these tickets were like 500 bucks. I didn't know. And I was like, nah, man, it's like $100. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I didn't know. Get an Airbnb, you know, you have a good time. Yeah, we're set. So, I, yeah, I, I, had, I had my own preconceived notion of how this was going to go. I was not sweating about it, clearly. Right. I should have been. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I'm refreshing the queue, and it says oh, four-day four pass is 75% sold out. Three-day pass, 50% sold out. Mm-hmm. And it refreshes. Four-day pass is sold out. Three days are seventy five percent sold out. I'm like, oh no, this is. This I, is by about, this time, this I have my tickets happen. already. I've already purchased my. Yeah, tickets. Octavius. He Octavius had his tickets. He already went to the show. He bought stuff. He came. So back. in my mind, I'm by like, now. yo, should I just buy you your tickets and then well, you know work about? It? And then I'm like, nah, he's in the queue. We're good. <laughs> I should have just bought him. I should have just said, I got you. You know, because you're so look, verified. Breaking news, huge announcement. I will be there on Friday. That's it. Though. That's it. That's it, though. <laughs> Unless. Unless. So I'm, I've got some plans. I'm going to do some back alley Bitcoin, mm. you know, stub hub, grub hub, whatever hub I need to get into to get tickets for Saturday and Sunday. So here's the only thing that I can see that could break this work out. Okay. We know that there are a lot of people who don't listen. Yeah. We know there are a lot of people who are not fan verified and a lot of people who bought tickets anyway. Yes. I've watched on Twitter. New York Comic Con is not playing. Yeah. If you're not fan verified, they, you're not they're either. taking them tickets away. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Like it that's end of discussion. Now people are asking directly, hey, if those tickets that are not fan verified get taken away, are you gonna make them re 
uh, make them available again. Yeah, that's right. Crickets. Yeah. They're just right. not answering that question. Yeah. They're not saying no. Mm-hmm. They're not saying yes. So if you don't attach your fan, your, your ticket that you purchased to a fan verified person by the 14th of July, yeah. the tickets cancel. So what I'm assuming is going to happen is we're going to have another moment, another batch like that again. Where we'll have to, I got it. I have an Eagle eye. I have a, What's an animal that has great hearing? I have a bat's ear. There you go. Okay. I'm, I'm laying in wait. I'm prepared to pounce on this situation. I'm not going to mess this up twice. Yeah. And then fast forward to two weeks. I'm not going to mess this up three times, my dude. <laughs> Third time's the charm. I got this. I got this. <laughs> I, I got it. But look, I've never gone to Comic-Con, so this is exciting to me no matter what. Yeah. Uh, this will be my first, my first go at it. And that is in October. That's, yep. that's in October. So we're going to try to make it happen. For those of you, uh, tweet at us. What was, your, what was your experience like trying to get your tickets to Comic-Con? Are you going? Yeah. Are you fan verified? You know, talk to us. Let us know. Um, so that's kind of a little life update. And now we're going to get into this long list of news we got. We have quite a bit of news because we have uh, waited for a long time to do it. If you listen to our last episode, we actually did not do our news <laughs> rundown last episode. So we're going to include some of those stories from the past. So apologies if some of this is tardy, but we do want to include it today, even if it's just briefly. Uh, I, w- I want to start on a somewhat somber note, if I may. Um, I-, I want to acknowledge the passing of Anton Yelchin who was uh, in the, the, the most recent Star Trek movies. And my understanding is he will also be in the upcoming Star Trek film, which is yeah. coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy had accomplished a lot, a lot, a lot in his life, in his career. He was only 27 and freak accident um, uh, was gone Very way too early. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say, you know, it's, it's the sort of thing that makes you think like, of course he, he has a very special scenario. Um, Anton did so much in 27 years, more than most people mm-hmm. will ever be able to do. You look at his IMDB and it's lots of stuff. Huge. It's massive. Yeah. Um, and in respect <laughs> for everything that he was able to accomplish, he will have an influence over pop culture forever and ever, let alone with his, his performance in, in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's, that sucks, man. You know, yeah. just uh, turn to somebody you care about. Let them know that you love them. Yeah, and much love to his family. Yep, much love. And it, nothing is a guarantee, you know. We yep. get no guarantees. So enjoy everything you can. <laughs> um, uh, watch those Star Trek movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to go see that movie. Uh, I was going to see it anyway, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, rest in peace. Much love to his family. And uh, let's see what else we got here. Next up, Scarlett Johansson is the highest grossing actress yeah, yeah. ever or right now? Right, right now. So, you know, this, this could change. So this is kind of brighter news. But I, I saw this posted on comicbook.com. Scarlett Johansson has grossed $3.3 billion. What? Through her career. Three point three B billion. That's yeah. crazy. So I want to include a little excerpt here for reference. Uh, comicbook.com has, has sought fit to include. For the record, Harrison Ford has the top position at $4.872 billion. Samuel L. Jackson, Morgan Freeman, and Tom Hanks were over $4 billion. Robert Downey Jr. is less than $60 million shy of that milestone. But $3.3 billion means that she is the highest grossing actress of all time. Wow. That's nuts. I mean, she's in everything. 
She's that, like the yes. rock. Uh, what? Well, she's not, maybe not as much as the rock. Well, I mean, the rock is, is, is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of our time. Right? <laughs> that's, 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 that's you know, what he says. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, when I was a little kid, I mean, I've, I think I've made that comparison before when I was a little yeah. kid and Arnold was in something like, okay, when are we going to go see that? You know, yeah. even when it was bad, it was like, it's Arnold. What are you going to do? Right. Right. I don't think Scarlett is like that. I think Scarlett still has like, you know, she can make a bad movie. Right. You know what I mean? I'm uh, I was looking through this article and this was, you know, I think it's really fascinating that she's all the way up there and, and you know, get that paper. Right. That's what right. this is. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I I found this part particularly interesting. The top average per movie uh, belongs to Anthony Daniels at $451.8 million. That's his average the per movie? average per movie. Anthony Daniels is the only actor who has been in all seven Star Wars. C-3PO. Wow. Yeah. $451 million dollars per movie yeah that's the average that, c3po wow yeah. yeah right i just need to land Dang. a a role as like some tertiary character <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> that i can play from right now into my my old age and just and that's not even what it, the money he's getting from probably comic cons and stuff no who even knows this is just the film but mm-hmm. i'm saying put me in a robot suit hey i'll you put me in a robot suit in fact, um, you know, we have some casting news that's coming down the line right now. The new Power Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. I yeah, seen, yeah. I haven't seen anybody cast Zordon. as Alpha. I'm, look, put me in that Alpha suit. I'll do it for $4 million. That's all? Let alone, that's it. That's all I don't need 400 just four. No, I'm not greedy. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not greedy. I don't, I'm not greedy. No. But yeah, Power Rangers news. We got a poster. We got uh, Heisenberg playing Zordon. <laughs> Walter White. Yeah, Walter so White no, but seriously, Brian Cranston's playing Zordon. How do you feel about that? Uh, I like that for no other reason than Brian Cranston used to work on the Power Rangers show. You told me about that. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What, what was he doing? He was dubbing. He was dubbing audio. And apparently he did so much work on that show that they named, or according to Brian Cranston, they named the Blue Ranger Billy Cranston in honor of Brian Cranston. Now, when you say dubbing, what does that mean? Voice acting? Voice acting. Who yeah. he, what, what did he play? That's a great question. I don't even know. Um, but the, you know, the original Power Rangers was a lot of, there was a lot of voice acting, a lot of footage cut from a Japanese TV show. So there was a lot of voiceovers that were going on in general. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny, like those costumes don't have mouths. So they basically talk with their body gestures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'll like flick their arms and kind of do a little head whip and like, kind of like communicate that they're excited or motivated or upset or angry. Yeah. So there's a lot of voice acting, a lot of dubbing going on. Yeah. He's uh, look, I, Hey, I'll play, I'll play, you know, I'll do some voice acting <laughs> on the power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, he, I'll only take 3 million. That's wow. That's all I need. You that's know what? Generous. How about I'll that's take noble. 2 million yeah. and five stars on a positive comment. If you, you give me $2 million and you leave five stars on this podcast and a positive comment and a positive I need, comment, I need the comment. I need the comment as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're I'm good. Happy about that. Brian Cranston provided the voice for Snizzard and Twin Man. <laughs> thank you. In the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers television thank show. Thank you, Heisenberg. Yeah, thank you for Snizzard. Snizzard. Well, can we bring that back <laughs> into the lexicon? Snizzle, oh my, my God, nizzle? I got so Snizzard last night. <laughs> I can't even believe this. <laughs> oh, 
Yo, man. So I like Yo, it. Yo, man. I did, man. I bought a slither. You know, actually, come to think of it, we want to wrap this uh, all the way to the beginning. I feel like Designer sounds like he snizzered it all. <laughs> he <time>. did, yes. He <laughs> snizzered. Color, color, color. So that's uh, that's exciting to me because Power Rangers is coming back. There's a piece of nostalgia. How do you feel about that? About the movie coming out? Yeah, I mean, you, costumes, Zordon. I, I'm excited about uh, it. Uh, Rita Repulsa. What do you, you know? I know that the Power Rangers has been around for a long time. It keeps reinventing itself. You know, there's always a new version of the Power Rangers. So I don't think we're lacking for a generation that is it doesn't have the Power Rangers. But Mighty Morphin Power Rangers has a special place in my heart. I loved that show when I was growing up. And I want that style of show that that can't be fun to be available for generations now and going further. So it getting the treatment as a movie. I'm about that. I hope it doesn't get dark. You love... You love the old Power Rangers. Love, movie, right? yeah, I flipped out. So if it gets dark, I'll be so mad. Yeah. I don't, I don't need some Zack Snyder, Mark Millar, brouhaha happening to my Power Rangers. Speaking of Zack Snyder, I'm just going to cut into this. I don't know if this is later on in the news. Go ahead, but fix this one post. Everything, everything I tell you is about to say internet. You're not even going to hear it. Take this, Joe. Joe, I'm talking directly to Joe right now. Take this part out. <laughs> right, right. Hey, so guys, I watched the Batman v Superman. Uh, what was it? Ultimate Edition. I got it on um, yeah. iTunes. <laughs> this guy is so yeah. enthused. I got it on iTunes. I watched it. Um, and truth be told, I watched it with my buddy Kenny. We, we crack jokes and call him Simba Sparks. That's right. So I watched it with Kenny. And Kenny and I are watching it. And we fell asleep on the third act. It's on his long. <laughs> That joint is long. It's three hours. It's like 181. We, so you know how, like, I don't know about you, but my TV turns off if there's no activity. Apple TV turns off. We both woke up in a pitch black living room, just pitch black. Yeah. And I was like, Kenny, just sleep on the sofa. So yeah. we tried to come back and watch it again. Fell asleep on it again. But, yeah. I, you know, honestly, watched it late at night. But I will tell you this, Internet. Yeah. It's a better movie i keep hearing this and i like the first one as y'all know from the one shot it's yeah. so much because me and kenny are watching it and we're like now that makes sense i keep hearing now this. that makes okay why did you not put this version of the movie because he explains everything yeah. everybody's motivations like i was saying the motivations i get it i see that i was filling holes now yeah. that now that it's it's really really explained and like laid out it's like this is such a much better movie. Yeah. And it really turned into like this, you really start to see, no, Lex Luthor really is like the criminal, you know, mastermind. Seems like there's some development, some scenes that were yeah, taken out. Yeah, like you develop. understand, how, remember we were like, well, how did Lex Luthor know? And how did Superman know this? And why is Batman doing that? And yeah. how come Lois Lane is, all of that makes sense. So the conflict at the end makes way more sense. Yeah. Martha and the Martha jokes, like all of it is broken down in more detail. And we were just looking at each other over and over going, why did they not put this version of the movie out? Yeah. Because the stuff they were cutting is so pivotal. I imagine that it only got cut for runtime. <laughs> yeah, runtime. but they made the and movie they, worse. And the uh, and the rating is it's rated R now. Yeah. So you know, on that, you you and I are planning to watch this movie mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and record our thoughts. Yeah. Which, by the way, we don't know what we're gonna call it yet. I'm just gonna going into this kicking and screaming because <laughs> I want you, you can show me the bonus footage, show me those deleted scenes, and I will just 
That's all I want. A hundred. I don't want to give my time to this movie again, but you I will. Do. You do. The people the want this. Um, your opinion is? D- does it seem rated R? Is it fitting? Uh, I mean, it's. I have a hard time it, it, imagining. It doesn't seem like any different of a movie to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just seems like the movie was a more complete thought. Okay. But it wasn't like, oh my gosh, now I see. Oh man, such a difference. It was like, if anything, it was like, oh, this is the same movie. It's just you did a better cut. Yeah. So what we're going to do. We're going to try to find a way. Internet, if you know how to do this, let us know. Because we're, you know, we got some, you know, audio savvy friends. But basically what we're going to do is we're going to record our voices doing a commentary track and make it so we can all watch the movie together. So we're going to give you a three, two, one play so we can all be on the same time period. And we're going to record our voice and put that up as a podcast. So you won't hear the movie. You'll just hear us talking about the movie and you can watch it at home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. And hey, whew, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not. You're looking forward to Jupiter Ascending. I am. I'm looking forward to Jupiter and Ascending. And I am not looking forward to that because <laughs> that movie was very bad. It's a tug of war. <laughs> but we're gonna, we'll do it. We're going to do it. Uh, running down the line on DC, it seems that we have confirmation that Ben Affleck is absolutely directing the next Batman. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? I'm excited about it. I mean, look, Argo. Yeah. Good. Argo was fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and he seems excited about it. What was interesting about it, though, when 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 you talk to him, not when you talk to him, but when they spoke to him, they basically said he he said that they have a date mm-hmm. that they want to do, and he's like, ah, eh, I don't know about that date because I don't quite have the movie the way I want it. But you know, he's really kind of weary about moving forward without a good script. So the script's Fair not enough. where he wants it. Yeah. And I'm like, look, man, I like that. I like the way Same. that sounds. You, you, you're talking now. I like, I like what that sounds. You're, you're, you're involved with the script. You're playing the character. And you're directing. And you're like, I hear what you're saying, Warner Brothers, but we're yeah. going to get this right because we've already had our Daredevil situation. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And he wasn't super happy about how, you know, Batman v Superman no, was received no. either. It so. got panned. Yeah, I know yeah. he wasn't happy about but that. But I'm with it. I'm with it. I feel like he's, he's looking at the script right now and he's saying, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like something's missing. And then he scribbles some things furiously down into the page and he goes, I figured it out. And now he added a beginning of the movie Two people walking out of a movie theater mm. that just saw Zorro. He's like, this is it. I feel like this is it. We haven't mm. seen this before. So maybe it's just missing the origin story. He's just got to put that in. That's what You know what? Need. Use it like a comma. Just toss that thing in a couple of times right. in different places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see. I want to see. I want to see what he does. Like, I would. we've talked about what if we get a rated R Batman movie. Yeah. That's right. You know what I mean? And I don't it, know. it seems like that's possible given the way superhero movies Wolverine's are Wolverine's rated right R. You know, Deadpool's rated R. Mm-hmm. It seems like like they were playing around with Suicide Squad, maybe being rated R. So it seems like we're going to be moving in the direction of rated R. I want to see the Rose Gallery, and I want to see a great... Because there's a real horror, dark side of Batman that we haven't really yeah. seen in the movies. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like true. We get, we, you know, so... I just trust, I trust men. He seems very serious about what he does. So yeah, 
Uh, we I'm also got to look at the uh, new Batmobile that's going to be in the Justice League movie. Thoughts on that? Uh, it's concept art right now. So it's it's difficult for me to say these are my thoughts on it because it's going to change. This is an illustration. This is not the actual mechanism, right? Yeah. I mean, but it, I, I really don't have a big opinion on it either because it's like, okay, here's a, here's a car now. Yeah. It, what I did find interesting is along this, uh, along with this news, we also found out that there is going to be a new Batmobile called the Flying Fox. I did not read that. Which I'm interested in. What is that? Tell me about that. So a Flying I Fox too is a variety like of, of bat. No, the Flying a Flying Fox is a fruit bat. It is the one of the largest varieties of bat. So the Flying Fox, uh, I can only imagine, will be kind of like the new bat wing. And there, we haven't seen the concept art for it, but they mm-hmm. said we're going to see some new vehicles. A, the crawler is the name of one of them. Yeah, I heard about that. And the flying fox is another like one. Like the crawler, they say, is kind of like a, um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know. But I have no idea. I know that the guys from comicbook.com were on the set of Justice League. Yeah. And they were very, very excited about what they saw. There's a couple different suits that Batman's going to have. They're saying they're saying that you know the role that uh, the Flash is playing is going to be really big. He's they're saying it's much more humorous, much more light and fun in general. I love that. So um, love that Batman's supposed to be coming into his own as a as a as more of a hero type character. So um, and I think Lex Luthor is coming back. Is he? Yeah, Luthor will be back. And I think now that we have this extended cut of what Zack Snyder did with Batman v Superman. That gives me even more hope for justice league, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I, like I said, I liked Batman v Superman, but I think a lot of people, the internet are like, yo, my bad, my bad, Zach. Like <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, we yeah. didn't really fully get your vision. Yeah. Cause you didn't like, if you saw the, if you saw the original movie, you didn't fully get the vision of what he was doing. Well, that's one of the things I've been noticing now that the ultimate edition is out. Actually, a few people who I'm friendly with or who, who I work with, they'll say to me, Hey, I just saw Batman V Superman. I don't understand why you disliked it so much. We're seeing different versions. Right. Straight up. Because they saw the new one. We're seeing different versions. So what I saw was its own thing, and they're seeing the new one. Um, it, here's my thing, though. You know, my, I didn't have a plot point problem. It's just kind of the style, the vibe, the Zack Snyder thing. is yeah. something that I'm tired of. Yeah. So it's not like that's going to change wholesale, although I imagine it will be a more cohesive movie, which is progress as far as i'm concerned but i'm saying uh, look everybody telling me hey go watch this movie again i'm thinking what are all the things i can do with three hours what are all the things i can do you go record an episode of comic book junto lay down just flat on my face super prostate yeah prostrate yeah i can just do nothing yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a different way to spend my three hours man right it's a different way yeah um it's keeping on dc and i think this is the last of our dc news no, actually, um, Young Justice. You have something about Young Justice. Oh, yeah. So, all right, Internet. Um, I don't know about you, but I love Young Justice. Young Justice was very, very sad when it went off the show. If went Young off, Justice off don't trust you. Yeah, if Young it's Justice don't get canceled. Yeah, it's going to get canceled. <laughs> um, so here's, what, here's what's going on. One of the big things that we've seen on the Internet and just some of my friends and, and even me is just like, why? I, I don't understand why you would cancel it because it was such a great show and everybody loved it. So I I just can't like process why we would arrive here. Sure. So we found out why 
Wait, um, and what is the reason? So we found out why. So I, on a, on a podcast, here's what we got. The, one of the directors, I believe, here's what he said. The show had a rabid fan base who fell in love with the way it focused equally on the interpersonal relationships, um, the show, the slow build of massive threat, and the outstanding action with super-powered fights unmatched on television. People However... Love- However, mm-hmm. they didn't buy enough of the toys. Okay, see, now now I have questions. Because I'm, now I'm thinking about my responsibility as a viewer, right? You are a grown man. Yes. Loving on this show. Yes. How fast do you go into the race, the race through the store to buy the toys? I don't really buy toys like that. Yeah, so is that the only factor? Well, let me tell you the rest, okay? So, we love the show. Yeah. That's what you hear on the internet everywhere. Yeah. We love it. We love it. We love it. Why would you take it away? You didn't even finish the story. Oh, my gosh. Bring it back. Yeah. Again, why? Just tell us why. So they're telling you why. Yeah. So what does toys have to do with anything, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The big thing was that the budget for the show was paid for by money we received from Mattel in exchange for the toy license. Oh, okay. All right. So it is intrinsically connected Mm -hmm. to toy sales. Wiseman explained on on this podcast he was on, while the toy line for Young Justice failed, when the toy line for Young Justice failed, the money from Mattel stopped coming in. And there was no money to make the show. It's that simple. Gotcha. And when I read that, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Because when I was like, they didn't buy the toys. It's not my responsibility to buy toys. Well, does, it, does that make you want to buy the toys now? No. <laughs> no. But because I feel like that's like that, like that's not my duty exactly. to keep a show on by buying toys. But that's something that we don't know. Like the layman doesn't understand how deals are made and how everything's tied in because yep. we've we've just been saying like how many of us need to yell at the top of our lungs that we want this show for it to come back? Yeah. It starts to get to the point where you feel like, are you just not listening to us? Right. But when you get it broken down, like, oh. Right. It came down to you guys made a deal to get the money to make the show. And on the back end, you're going to pay for these toys. Right. Nobody was buying the toys. So they were like, okay, we're taking the money away. What the hell's happening here? So, yeah, of course. It's interesting to have that information obviously way too late years later now the years later the the optimism here is that we are potentially getting young justice back on netflix well well young justice the seasons that are in existence are on netflix now but we're maybe getting a new one well what he's saying is is like all you can really do is binge 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 yeah and keep the hashtag going sure because you know Certain people own the TV rights and certain people own the characters and Warner Brothers owns the show and, yeah. or whoever owns whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, we have to make a big enough of a noise through our through numbers for them to go, oh, look at that. Geek culture is for sharing. So yeah. if you haven't seen the show, check out the show. It is on Netflix now, correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, and if you loved the show as much as Octavius did, then recommend it to somebody else. Yeah. And just watch that program. Yeah. And then buy that Gorilla Grodd. Go into Target and buy that action figure with all of his articulation. Articulating points. like points of conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a real smart gorilla. He's yeah, the king yeah, of Gorilla yeah, City. Yeah. I feel like he could keep yo, the yo, conversation. Yo, yo. Talking gorilla. <laughs> check this out. The Charlie, pitch. Charlie, check this out. Here's the pitch. King of Gorilla City. King of Gorilla City. <laughs> huh? 
Yeah. Let's go get lunch. I like huh? it. I like we it. We done. The work's over for today. Okay. DC News wrapping up with Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl season two is coming to the CW. And we have some interesting news about people who we're going to see in this season. Mm-hmm. For one, Linda Carter, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman herself. Who was the Wonder Woman back in the day. That's right. Wonder Woman. She is that going one. to be that Wonder Woman. Like, iconic live-action Wonder Spin Woman. Spin around in a circle. So good. Linda Carter is going to play the President of the United States. How about that? In Supergirl. I'm liking that. And also, we have, uh, we have a Superman. We were talking about bringing Superman back for a couple of episodes in season two. And the question was, who was actually going to be cast as Superman? And as it turns out, it is Tyler Hooklin. Who? That's right. Who ball? That's right. Who is he? He was in Road to Perdition. You remember that movie? I do. Yeah. Yeah, he was Tom Hanks' son. Oh, in Road to Perdition. Interesting. I do not know what else he has been in. I am not super familiar with him. However, but he looks like Superman. He really looks like Superman. So like, we'll go with it. We'll go yeah, with so it. So I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Looks like a young Superman though. He, he does, does look. He like doesn't he look is. like the full hulking Superman that we see. No, you know, he looks like a young, you know, more of a lean. Yeah. I can get down on it. He is like Youthful he Superman. has very powerful eyebrows. He's got some like Kryptonian eyebrows, <laughs> and that's what's important. This is what's important. I feel eyebrows like is what you need. This is most likely why he was cast on eyebrows alone. He probably can't act his way out of a paper bag, but those eyebrows. Though, <laughs> well, I don't know that. That's I will not slight you, Tyler. Thank you so much for listening to the show. For your five stars and positive comment, mm-hmm. appreciate you. Uh, uh, one more thing. Um, word on the street is Samurai Jack is coming back. Yeah. Oh man, I loved Samurai Jack. How you feel about that? I loved Samurai Jack. Uh, Samurai Jack was one of those cartoons that made me realize. Uh, oh, I can be any age and love cartoons. Mm. Like it is so good. It it looks so good. It's so fun Where to watch. Is that? Where can I watch that? Right well, now, it was on Netflix for a while, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I've never watched it on a streaming service, but I got look it. Up. I remember watching it when it was on airing on Cartoon Network. I caught it here and there, but I didn't really dig in. I bought the DVDs. Yeah, yeah. I bought the DVDs. I remember buying the DVDs for that. And then a lot of the team that worked on Samurai Jack, if I'm not mistaken, went to work on some of the Star Wars animated show, Oh, okay. which was really dope. It had a similar animation. Um, that show is coming back, and I, I could not be happier. I feel like everyone deserves to watch it. It's phenomenal. Another thing that's coming back, yeah. Attack on Titan. Yeah, tell me about that. Everybody tells me about Attack on Titan. Yo, Attack on Titan mm-hmm. is flipping amazing. Is it, this is the one where uh, uh, you have people and they're zipping around on like zip line yes. grapple hooks. Yes. And they're fighting just about the most terrifying, very, oh very tall. People. Gosh. Big, like, like genitalless yeah. baby Bodies. men and women. Crazy smiles. Oh, yeah. so disturbing. Yeah. But. It the story is just like after episode one, I remember I was just like, I have to keep watching this. That's exciting. It, it and it's such a good show, man. Like I got so many people hooked on it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna buy actually, I was gonna buy the big giant size manga. They have this huge like gigantic book of the the manga because I've never read it. I've just watched the show. Sure. But sure. um. Just today, actually, on Sunday, the 3rd of July, they announced that um, Attack on Titan Season 2 is going to premiere in the spring of 2017. Oh, there we go. So we got got some artwork. um, And it's it's, it's looking dope, man. I mean, I can't wait. 
I can't wait. Like this was a great show and we've really attack on Titan fans have kind of just been waiting around like, okay, yeah. when are we getting it? Like, yeah. When are you going to give it to us? Um, and that was another one where it was like cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so next, like yeah. give us the next dosage. You know it what makes I mean? me wonder what took so long. Well, I mean, I don't really know. I, I, maybe the animators are like, I hate drawing these scary Titans though. Maybe. They're, they're well, I know there's scary. a lot of spinoff manga. Like I was in the, I was in the regular like Barnes Noble yeah. bookstore yesterday. Speaking of which, we went up to Brave New Worlds in uh, Willow Grove, Kenny mm. and I, Willow Grove yesterday. Yeah. Um, so we were just going to see the giant Brave New Bigger Worlds. Bigger one out in the suburbs. Yeah. I know they were doing a sale over the weekend, mm-hmm. 50% off their back stock. Yep. So we yeah. wanted to go out there and see what they had. Yeah. Um, and we were talking, and basically, there's a bunch of spinoffs from Attack on Titan that are going on right now. Oh, okay. In the actual books. So, I don't know. I don't really know, but I'm just excited to get this news. Uh, we're also getting a sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. Did you see the first one? No, I did not. Neither did I. I know that it's, you know, a, a lot of people really liked it. I love the premise of it. Um, the idea of uh, an arcade video game character interacting with other arcade video game characters that I like. I think Sonic and Dr. Robotnik were in the first one and uh, Pac-Man and Bowser was in the trailer. There's a lot of really cool stuff. I, I love that they're doing stuff with, uh, with the video games, um, but there's a sequel. It's coming. Inevitable, I guess. Yeah. I got to catch that first one. Before I got to watch the first it. one because I'd actually like to see. I mean, I've heard nothing but positive things. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also with movie news, this is probably the most exciting to me. Spider-Man. We know that new Spider-Man movies are coming out. We know that Sony is doing this situation with shared, uh, usage with Marvel studios, the thwipping point, right? We talk about the thwipping point. This is a good thing. Now it gets better because Sony is going to be doing a whole Spider-Man universe and they're going to be working with Marvel. Hey, this is what we asked. Hey, thank you for the five stars. And the positive comment. So I grabbed a quote from this piece, and this is coming from Tom Rothman. He is the chairman of Sony Pictures, and he says, Sony has the ultimate authority, but mm-hmm. we have deferred the creative lead to Marvel because, thank and you, I, and I quote, because they know what they're doing. Thank you. You're damn right they know what they're thank doing. Thank you. I appreciate that bit of information. Thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's a good thing. Come on, somebody all over this place and everybody listening at home. You ought to thank God. That is a, that's a, uh, of course, just an excerpt from the press conference uh, that they held when they made <laughs> right. this announcement. Like the, the congregation yeah. was like, hey, that's right. We've been praying so long. Mm-hmm. Congregation. <laughs> and he the, answered us. Of the 616. Won't he do it? House of the MCU. Yeah. 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 So that's fantastic news. <laughs> that is great. I mean, in all seriousness, ha ha he he, but thank you for real, because this is what we asked for. Stop messing it up. Yeah. And we joked about the flipping point, but it's kind of like we kind of called this, no? Yeah, like, I think we I think we coined a term here, which is you know, having Spider-Man in Avengers uh or, or Captain Civil America War. Civil War, having Spider-Man in that has made it so we can see the evidence of that collaboration. It can be of done. These, of these licenses of these publishers working together. That's a win, win, That's win. That's a thwipping point, man. And I think the, we're going to see a lot more of it. studios win and the fans win. Yeah. And y'all are all going to get money. 
You're all going to get Everybody's getting that pay. Everybody's getting three Because I know, because you know it's about money. Yeah. You know it's about money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, At the end of mm-hmm. the day, Sony would be a freaking fool to go, here, take Spider-Man back. I wouldn't do it. No. I'd see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to imagine there's a certain level to like, I'd rather see it burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you got to imagine that there's somebody at Sony who goes, I'd rather see it burn. You're taking that money back. away from me? I'd rather just destroy this. I'd rather. I'm drive off the You know cliff. what I mean? Yeah. But we don't want that. So for two, for so for two like gigantic companies to go, look. Yeah. Let's get this money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no need for us to be killing each other over a block. Why don't we just share no. the block and get money together? Agreed. So, Fox, can we get can we get on the same page here? This is like some Avon Barcel and Marlo working together. <laughs> right. This is like Marlo and Stringer Bell working together. Google it if you don't know what that reference is. This is what I'm saying. This is what it's about. We're going to wrap up our movie news with uh, confirmation that James Earl Jones is confirmed in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. As the Darth voice Vader. of Darth Vader. As Mr. Vader. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. We getting the voice back. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? I read this piece of news and I said, damn, I can't believe he recorded this audio because he knew he would die. And then like they would have this audio and they could use it for future Star Wars movies. And then somebody's like, he's, he has not he's, passed. He's, hey, hey, Adam. Yeah. He's Mr. James Earl. He's not dead. He's kicking it. And I thought, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Where he been though? He hadn't called me up. <laughs> well, I, ain't, I ain't talked to him. I he ain't say nothing to me. Well, he better be dead because he hasn't been hit me up lately. <laughs> yeah. So I Thanksgiving, think Christmas, my birthday. Where was he at? We also got a little bit of detail about Darth Vader's appearance in Rogue One. Um, apparently, he will be used, quote, sparingly. And I got to say, I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a little... Uh, let, me, let me borrow a word you've been vibing on this week. A little garnish, mm. right? You would put a little something in there because it, it's going to be meaningful. But I don't want us to spend a ton of time with prequel version of Vader, mm-hmm. you know? Just a little something, something to get people excited. Let's move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into this. Welcome back to the party, James Earl Jones. All right. So that's what we're going to do for news. Yeah. We Woo. had more, but my, my legs are tired. Let's just cut it. Yeah. My legs are tired. All right. <laughs> this is too, that news is too much. You got to cut it. need to cut it. Gotta cut it. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. What's our next part? Uh, I think we want to get into the talk back. The talk back, Jones. Yeah. Okay, so let's make that happen. Um, so this is the part of the show where you, the fans, submit questions to us and yeah. we talk back to you. So you can submit questions through using hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. You can also send a question to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's at B3ARFRU. B3ARFRUIT dot com. I forgot how to spell. I'm watching Octavius just go through the motion <laughs> and be like, is that it? Wait. Eyes are rolling around. Is that it? Carry the one. Wait, why am I doing math? <laughs> I'm spelling. Where am I? You gotta carry the three, actually, as a matter of fact. Where you gotta carry the three. Where where am I? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Caliber. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Send us an email, um, and your question might get asked, answered on the show. Feel free to ask any question you want. If it's about geek culture, and if it's about if you should slap somebody in the face. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm still Hold, waiting be, for that question. Before you do, just keep your hand, like, frozen in the air. Hold on. Use your other hand, reach into your pocket, <laughs> grab, your grab out your smartphone. Now, hold on a second. I got to ask this question, because, you know. Don't you go nowhere. 
You stay right there. You hang here until Thursday at least. The show jumped. Oh, shoot. It's delayed. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Sorry about that delay. Yeah. Make that awkward for y'all. Yeah, hopefully nobody's gotten their life on hold <laughs> waiting for us to answer a question. We apologize. All right. So where are we at, Adam? Uh, so, you know, I also want to mention in our talk back segment, you know, we love getting your questions. We love having dialogue with you. Uh, I want to I wanna shout out someone who has uh, offered a little knowledge to us as well. You know, the, I think Comic Book Junto is, is about sharing and part of that is knowledge sharing and that comes from you as well. You know, last episode we talked about Wonder Woman, Rebirth, number one. Both Octavius and I were a little perplexed moving through that story. Neither of us are well-versed in Wonder Woman's uh, in, in her history, in her character history or story history. So we're like, Etta Candy, who the hell is Etta Candy? How are you, how you going to just throw in some new characters into this thing without intro? Somebody's like, hey. So up on Twitter, uh, at Fizz versus the World, he points out, Etta Candy's been in the Wonder Woman comics for decades. Awesome. And I'm saying, th- first, thank you, Fizz, for pointing that out. Thank you for the five stars and a positive comment. I do appreciate that. Truly do appreciate that. Like not not uh, uh, being hey. sarcastic here whatsoever. Appreciate little it. things like that are significant. Um, also, that I think that sort of provides a little evidence for us as to what we were saying. We still we need an intro to those Help characters. Me. Help, Help me. me out here. Help me Help out me. here. And this if it's, is if this it's, is what I'm saying. If to it's you. not going to be Greg Rucka writing the intro for us, then Fizz, thank you for that for that uh, ex- explainer. Appreciate this that. is part of the issue. Yeah. Like, how am I on a number one supposed to know that? This is part of the issue because it wasn't a part of the issue. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so look, Eddie Candy, we're very sorry that we didn't know. Should have known. But yeah, this is something that I actually want to point out. We, we do this show, you and I, and we don't we know. Do? We don't know everything. We don't. And hold on, speak for yourself. Okay, okay. Well, I haven't come across it. one question on the show. I didn't know the answer to. Okay, uh, don't get it twisted. All right, <laughs> man, man, get in the back of the house. <laughs> Trying to do a podcast. What's wrong with you? Are we, are we, Embarrassing we know, me. We know everything about man, man. Right. I. Be, Any question you got about man, man? I got the answer. I'm saying no. I'm, seriously, I don't. I'm know saying everything. the I'm geek, geek culture is something that I, I I think is sometimes connected to this sense of. All knowledge. I know everything. I know everything about this character, about well, this plot I arc. I most certainly do not. And it's something that bugs me because it's restrictive. You know, sometimes people are like, you're not a true fan because you don't actually you know, know the story behind Damian Wayne. You know, let me let me let me jump on that a little bit. I yeah. think we talk about problematic um yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. I think true fan is divisive. I would agree with you. I think that's something that maybe we should go out of our way to stop saying. I agree with you. I don't think we should, I don't think anyone should judge the validity or intensity of someone's affection for something. Because or appreciation. there are levels and there are different entry points and there are different kinds of variety to fandom. That's right. You know, yeah. some people are, might be like, I love Black Panther. Yeah. And you go, really? What's your favorite issue? Oh, I haven't read it, but I saw Civil War. He's my favorite. Legit. You might go, man, you don't know nothing about no Black Panther. Like, that's that person's experience. No, that's that is their legit. entry point. Yeah. Absolutely. They love Black Panther. Yeah. So, because I've seen a lot of this with the Comic Con, NY, New York Comic Con thing, mm. the true fans. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The true fans can't get the ticket. What is that? What's a true fan? That's right. Anybody who follows instructions and got a hundred dollars and gets there first come first serve yeah. can buy the three day ticket. Yeah, like you're not you don't you're not somehow more deserving because you. Some people don't have the money. Some people don't have the access. Some people don't have the interest. Some people just wanted something fun to do in October. That's right. And yeah. all of that is legit. All counts. Some people just want to want to cosplay. Some people just want to watch the cosplay. Mm-hmm. Some people are coming because they're getting dragged by their boyfriend or girlfriend. Somebody, some person is a parent whose son or daughter wants to go. Yeah. Like all of that is legitimate. Yeah. And I just wanted to point that out. Like. And I think I think it's something that we throw around maybe a little loosely, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone else and might go, oh, well, well, am I a true fan? Well, what what's a true fan? Right. Well, how long do I have to have been reading? And what we what I would never want any. I was talking to a buddy of mine um, the other day, and uh, Kenny was like, yeah, man, I'm spending X amount of dollars on comics, and he's like, well, Octavius, when did you get in the comics? And I told him, I said, I don't ever remember not reading comics. Sure. Like it's just. I don't remember. They've just been present. <laughs> right. And um, and then Kenny said how much he spent. And he's like, oh, oh, well, I can't spend that much money. And I saw him almost like sinking in his seat, kind of going like, oh, maybe I can't do it. Oh, maybe, I, maybe I don't have enough money or, no. or maybe I'm too old. And I, and I jumped on, I was like, no, 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 no. Like you, cause he listens to the show. He's like, yeah. I listen to the show and I just, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but it's just fun. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, you, you 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 buy what if if comic book junto is your geek culture you're a fan yeah if all you do is listen to a free podcast you're just as much a fan as me that counts you don't gotta spend fifty or a hundred dollars that counts you don't gotta go to conventions some you might just watch Agents of Shield well that's just it I think I think there are a lot of people especially now with the presence of movies and television shows comic books are everywhere they influence so many different things they reach so many more people <laughs> than they ever have and I think that means. You can be a fan if you're just optimistic and curious, and that is cool. And meanwhile, you sort of have the old guard. There are a lot of old heads who are protecting the hobby, protecting geekdom, protecting their knowledge base, right? And that's legit too. I, I get that, but you know, it's it's okay for someone to say that they're a fan of. Uh, of of Marvel, if they only watch Agents of Shield, that's totally legit. Y'all are on the same level. You just have a different, like it's it's fluid. You know, being a fan is fluid. You you could be super super into Man Thing like I am, but just know nothing about Wonder Woman, but still like Wonder Woman, and that's that still counts. That still counts. And something that I want to make very clear here at Comic Book Junto, we stand by that. If you're a fan of it, I won't question the validity of you being a fan. And if you're interested in knowing more about something that I'm happy to share, and I'm going to put that out too, because mm-hmm. when I'm interested in knowing more about stuff I don't know, I'm going to ask questions. I'm yeah. going to hope that somebody's going to reach out and share something with me. Right. So my hope is that we, we have a little paradigm shift. The old guard, the protect, the protection, the like Quizzo style. Oh yeah, well if you're a real fan, then who was Kitty Pride originally when she joined the X Men? I got the answer. Uh, Shut up. Yeah. How about that? So that's it, it, the answer doesn't actually matter. I'm like, it's fun to do that. That's cool. If but, that's what, but just don't now, like if you're playing, don't if throttle you're, someone else. Right, if you're playing a game, that's cool. You know what I mean? And it's like okay, test your geek knowledge. Yeah. 
I probably would lose that game too. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I would fail. Like if you're asking obscure Batman questions, I might be like, oof, I thought I was a fan until you asked me what's, you know, Penguin's mom's name. Yeah. Like, by, by the, is Martha. Come on, you know that's Martha. Martha Cobblepot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Where so, are we at? Yeah, uh, next question. Okay, this one comes in, comes into us from uh, at Giovanni. Uh, Giovanni asks, I feel like you guys are the experts on comics, so what's it? By the way, we just proved straight up. Nah. <laughs> we proved you're right. <laughs> I feel like you guys are the experts on comics, so what's a reasonable amount of titles to have on a pool list? How much money you got? That's a good question. Um, you just had that interaction with Simba Sparks. So how does that go down? What did you say to him? Uh, it wasn't Simba. It was uh, another guy that was with us. Oh, okay. Um, and he was, but Kenny was there. Yeah. Uh, but what I said to him is I said, look at it this way. You can, you don't have to buy comics every week. You can just buy one comic a month. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you can just enjoy that. But look at it this way. You don't have to buy coffee every day. True. Every well, week, every month. I see where you're going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can just buy one coffee a month. Mm-hmm. Or can you? Mm-hmm. You can just buy one coffee a week, or can you? Mm-hmm. Or do you buy a coffee a day, multiple coffees a day? Yeah. And then when you start thinking about it like that, it's like, dang, I probably spend more money on coffee than I do on comic books. That's right. Because yeah. a cup of coffee is about the same price as a comic. Yeah. 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 So it really comes down to what, like, what's good for you. Right. I don't know that there's an answer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say if you have the, the money... To, to to buy comics luxuriously and read them when you get to them, then do, do your so. thing. Yeah, but do so. I find myself convicted more and more of like, my wife, how many did you buy? Yeah. And I'll be like, <laughs> sometimes I oh, get that. well, I bought, yada, yada, yada. She's like, well, did you read all the ones from last week? And I'll be like, why are you asking me so many questions? <laughs> <laughs> I, plead, I plead the fifth. One, two, three, four, five, fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, that's my thing. That's actually one of the rules that I try to abide by myself because I don't have a number. I like to keep a budget so I have some semblance, some idea of what mm-hmm. I'm spending. Yeah. Keep some constraints so I make sure I do a little quality assurance. I want to make yeah. sure I'm picking up good stuff. Yeah. I'm not willy nilly. I would pick up more if I had the means to, if I wasn't mm-hmm. concerned about my, yep. my funds. Yeah. But, uh, I think I usually pick up four or five books on a Wednesday. But the thing that I try to make myself stand up for is I don't like to have a back catalog because it stacks up so quickly. So fast. I have a back like pool list right now where there are books on my coffee table at home that I have not read for many weeks. It's not because I don't want to read them. It's just, man, this we're moving ahead, huh? And I have other books that I'm, I'm more interested in, and I'm going to take my time moving through those. So I don't know if there's a reasonable or unreasonable amount. It's just what makes you comfortable. What can you afford? What makes you happy? I would start with, I would start with if, let's give you something actionable. Yeah. I would start with budget. Yes. Look at your budget. That's right. How much money do you have that you are going to do luxury with? You know, mm-hmm. like you can't just go to every movie. You can't buy every comic. You yeah. can't. I mean, or maybe you can't. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you buy everything that came out on a Wednesday, maybe I'm just going to say 
Okay, that's unreasonable. So I start with budget. Mm-hmm. Next thing is, I had to start saying, am I buying five, but I've read two? Yeah. Like, am I on, you know, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number five, but I haven't even finished? Re- I'm going to stop picking this book up. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's a, that's often a sign for me, mm-hmm. you know? And I say to myself mentally, when I catch up, I'll pick it back up. And if I actually do, then I do. Yeah. But that's a lot. That's the way I kind of weed books out. Because if I'm not making the time to read it, there's no need for me to keep buying it. Yep. Yep. You know? Now, that's just my that's my two cents. No, I feel you. And I think it's a good question um, only because if you are new to the practice, you're going out on Wednesdays or whatever, and you're thinking about what you're going to put in your pool list, um, you know, that's up to you, my man. Like you, you can check in with anybody else and find out what other people are doing. Be cognizant of the people who are going to, to the shop with you or people that you talk comics with. Those people might be picking up books that you don't pick up and y'all can share. That's what we used to do. You can share. There was a time where we didn't have jobs and we just had, yeah, you know, whatever Swap. money, whatever money we made from cutting lawns or sweeping the raking leaves or snow or whatever you do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or whatever your allowance was so you could buy what you could buy buy some candy buy a soda and buy a comic book or buy a couple and you couldn't buy them all Mm -hmm. so you would tell your friend yo you buy these i'm buy these and i'm gonna trade you or i'll read these and then i'll give you those back when we couldn't buy pizza because we were down to pennies yeah that's western road flows that's drake there it is okay so it's it's your number it's only your number so whatever makes you happy, whatever you can afford, mm-hmm. stick with it. Just keep in mind that you have resources around you other than buying those books and swapping with your buddies. Yeah. And that's, that's and also too. I keep saying Marvel unlimited. Oh yeah. Marvel unlimited is great. Yeah. Like that kind of gives me a piece about not buying every comic from Marvel that I want. Cause mm-hmm. I know that in six months that comic is going to be available on Marvel unlimited. Mm-hmm. So there's no need for me to like, I have to buy every moon grown devil dinosaur. I have to buy it. Like, no, mm-hmm. I don't. I can just one day sit down and go, let me catch up on these. Let me see what's going on with Karnak right now. You yeah. Know? Agreed. Uh, I think that's going to do it for our talk back. We have a couple of other things that I want to save in for next time, but we had a heavy news day today. So I want to we move did. into our pool list. All right. In fact, as we're talking about a pool list, we're going to move toward our very own. Today is July 3rd. It is a Sunday. Yep. So we're doing things a little bit late, but we picked up books on Wednesday. I had a big week Brown and you and I day. saw each other. Yeah, we always Usually miss each we, other by we, a few minutes. Yeah, we miss each other by a few minutes, but we we went in, we saw each other at the shop. If this is your first time listening, Adam and I go to the same comic book shop. It's called Brave New Worlds. It's on 2nd Street in Old City in Philadelphia. That's right. Um, and we call Wednesday Brown Bag Day because that's kind of how we met. Adam had a brown bag, and it was in the shape of comic books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, you read comics. So we went in. On Wednesday, yeah. Brown Bag Day to Brave New Worlds. We both happened to be there. And they had a special, special gift for us. That's right. They had brown bags with the logo of the comic book shop. They're very fresh. I love them. Loved it. Yeah. So Brown Bag Day got a little bit better. Yes. Yes, indeed. They respected the brown bag. I um, I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought... I I thought my pool list was going to be kind of small this week. I was dead wrong. And I'm pretty sure you and I have very similar pool lists. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kick off? 
All right. Four kids walk into a bank. That's right. Number two. Mm-hmm. Got that. Got Captain America. Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, number two. Didn't get a chance to read this yet. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read it for the show, but, you know. Got Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, book five. Got Spider-Man, number five. This is book of the week. Black Panther, number three, book of the week. All right, so I actually picked up all of those, the same as you, four kids, Captain America, uh, DK3, number five, the books of the week, Spider-Man 5 and Black Panther 3. I picked up two that you did not. I picked up Plutona, Plutona 5. This is from Image, and this is the last in this miniseries. I'm excited to dig into that. And East of West, 27. Also from Image, John mm-hmm. Hickman, uh, which I'm really excited. East of West is always quality. It is getting so crazy in this book right now that I have to go back and read some of the old issues from years ago to be like, what? Who is this? What was this? But this is how John Hickman plays. He did it for Marvel and uh, all of his Marvel events. He's, he plays the long game, you know? So uh, it's a big week. But Spider-Man and Black Panther. Yep. Those are our books. So... Where do we want to start? Um, let's you want to go alphabetical. Yeah, let's go with Black Panther. Let's start with Black Panther. So we got Black Panther number three. Black Panther number three, by the way, which was e- evading us for some time because we'd be like, "Hey, book of the week is Black Panther." Oops, just kidding. No, no, it ain't. No, it's not. But it's so, finally here. We got a lot going on in this book. Yes, we do. Why don't you want, Adam, I'd like to know your thoughts. What, what you, what's your gut reaction? What you got going on here with Black Panther? Gut oh, reaction. by the way, spoilers. Yes. So during this time, we're going to spoil these two books. If you have not read them, pause them, buy them, read them, then come back, or just get ready to get spoiled. Three, two, one, it's your fault. Spoilers. I love three, two, one, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> You've been warned. That's good. Uh, Black Panther number three, uh, you know, we, if you know us, you know, we get excited by Black Panther. It's coming to us from Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yep. Illustrated uh, by Brian Stillfries. And it looks wonderful. As always. It's a different kind of story than what we normally get from Marvel. It is very, 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 um, Wakanda centric. It is very black, right? Show sure enough. Yeah. And it, I think that that means that it is stand out in terms of, uh, how it compares to other books. When I read Black Panther number three, I have to reread Black Panther number three. Yeah. There's a lot lot going on. There's a lot. We, we have a lot of poetry. Uh, we're starting with, with some verse about, um, I guess, you know, when I was tree. Yeah. When I was tree and, you know, just reading through the, the, the poetry of it or trying to make sense of it. I think you can't actually do that until you reach the end of the book. So it serves going back to the beginning and rereading it once again, but ultimately we're, we're getting some verse about, uh, nature and, and earth and, the effect that mankind has on earth and conflict has on the planet and the planet is ready to come back and write itself and make itself right. Um, There's so much going on in this book. It's hard to choose where you start, even in the sequence of it. Even if I say, I'm just going to start with the first panel, there's just so much wrapped up in here. So we got a couple things going on. So we've got this whole poem monologue, of tree right Mm -hmm. um and it seems to kind of pick itself up 
at the end of the book as yes, well. Yeah. You know, it's like there's this interaction with this uh with this character here. If I go to the front, Tetu. Tetu is this guy's name. And um we don't need I don't quite get what he's doing. I almost like he's reflecting on the past. Um and he's doing some sort of like almost like a form, almost like a martial arts form. Yeah. Putting like burning something into the ground or something like and that. And what I want to say is, you know, what we're looking at here is uh is very arid. It's very dry. Mm-hmm. It is it looks like it's hot. It is sandy, mm. you know, sweltering. You know, when we get the poetry back, when this poem picks up again in the very end, we have a father and a daughter, presumably, out in those same plains. Right. It is dry. And it's raining. And it's raining. So, I mean, we have gone from the beginning to the literal end because the, this kind of book ends the book. And it's not fully explained, but it's... Definitely something that goes to show you that this guy has some sort of control over nature, the weather. Um, don't quite know what exactly he, he he's doing. And I'm looking forward to kind of having that be fully fleshed out. Yeah. Again, if you know more about this, you can hit us up on Twitter and let us know what's going on. So that's one like narrative we've got. Mostly I'm just getting <clears throat> some thoughts on the spirit of Africa. Right. And like what that means, the life force of Africa. And um, I, yeah, you're right. We, we can't really decide what part this plays in this story until we get a few more issues in. But it just feels feels mystical. It feels natural. It feels like we are visiting this this magic natural spirit of Africa, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of Wakandan in and of itself. Um, there's a lot going on in this issue. All right. And then we got, you know, we've got T'Challa. Yeah. And we've got his mom. Yeah. Right. So basically they're having a conversation. It seems like in T'Challa's conflict of how he's handling himself and how he's doing things Mm -hmm. like this discussion of like, look, you know, I keep seeing my sister and I'm, I'm wrestling with the past and this idea of not really doing what he's supposed to do as a king, but trying to almost be this fighter and like savior of the world. Mm-hmm. And this like, am I supposed to be focused on Wakanda or am I supposed to be this like Avenger slash I'm running around yeah. doing all this other stuff and dealing with the guilt of what happened to his sister. Uh, it seems like when he was out doing other things. Yeah. Is that what you're getting as well? Yeah. Yeah. I see the conflict of identity. Who am I supposed to be? Am I a King? Am I an Avenger? Am I family? Who, who do I care the most about? Right. Who am I fighting for? Right. And where do I fit into all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's real bent out of shape over his sister over Shuri. And Shuri, we see, is suspended. She's kind of like in the suspended animation. Yeah. She hasn't really died from previous events but before Black Panther even started as a series. Mm-hmm. She hasn't really died. She just suspended. And we find out that she is spending time in, in what is called the Dejalia, uh, the plane of Wakandan memory. Mm-hmm. So it seems like she's kind of kicking it with her ancestors. Yeah. And where we're headed with that, I'm not entirely sure. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Now, because my, I have a hunch that Shuri will wake up or be able to contact, maybe contact um, T'Challa in some way. She will be here. 
to influence the events in some way. We are not sure how mm-hmm. quite yet. I'm actually interested to see how all this connects to Civil War. If if Black Panther is going to be involved in Civil War at all, or That's a good if question. they're going to just let Ta-Nehisi do his thing and go, no, 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 you got the number one book. You yeah. just you keep you keep doing that. That is a really good question. Just, I'm, just I'm, get it I'm out on sure. time, Tanahasi. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're doing work, and I know he has an arc, and it's not like he could just interrupt it for this. Yeah, civil yeah. war right now. Um, so uh, so Shuri's kicking it in the the plane of Wakandan memory, and she's talking to her ancestors, and they're telling her about uh, uh, the power of song. And it seems like is her the the the. the spirit ancestor whatever looks like her mom yes but she's like you're not my mom yeah so still looking to kind of get some clarity on that but i thought it was very interesting that she's in this other plane and this mother-like figure is guiding her through what seems like a clarity of where she came from yeah or clarity of almost like the heritage of the Wakandan people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and the power of memory, the power of our song. Yeah. And as I'm thinking through that, I'm like, that sounds really powerful. Like this is not about weapons physical. This is about the power of understanding where you come from and yes. what this all is supposed to be about. Yeah, which and, is why I think she's going to end up helping T'Challa. I don't know if she'll physically return to the land of the living or if she will be more of a spirit guide and connect T'Challa to his ancestors in a way that he needs right now. Because T'Challa definitely seems like torn and lost. Yeah. Like he's out there yeah. just making moves. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that the the people that she's standing next to when she says the power of memory are the same characters, the Midnight Angels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is Anika and Ayo, who are the characters who are kind of like rebelling against how these Wakandan people are not being really taken care of. So they're like, forget it. I'm about to go take care of this. Because mm-hmm. uh, the... the um, the uh, Midnight Angels, those two characters, Anika and Ayo, they were former Dora Milaje mm-hmm. members, mm-hmm. right? So it, it seems like, um, again, I am trying to piece this all together because I think that that's what's really interesting about what Tanhasi is doing is he's telling us this story in like bits. So you like even as you're like we're trying to like recap it. You got to jump from piece to piece to piece, like page to page in the book to really kind of tell the story because he's telling like four stories at the same time. Yeah. But like, it's almost like Crash. Remember how there was four stories, multiple stories, but they're all intertwined. Right. They all kind of come together at some point. That's what I'm feeling is going to happen. Yeah. Eventually they're all going to kind of cross paths at once. I think it means that reading this issue is not like reading other comics. Reading Black Panther is, it, it, I think it takes a little exercise and it takes a little practice. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think it's difficult because of the shipping schedule. When you have a new Black Panther and it's been over a month since you've had the last one, it means that you've been away from that style of reading, that, that, that habit, that form of reading and digesting and understanding a comic for a long time. You're like out of it. It's kind of like watching a movie in very, very small pieces. And maybe this movie is pretty dense and chunky and it takes a lot of work to, to chew through. You don't really have the opportunity to work on it in one sitting. You don't have the opportunity to work on it in one sitting. And it means that every time a new Black Panther book comes out, I have to do a little work. 
I kind of have to find my zone. I am not reading Civil War. I am not reading um, uh, Boom Bam Pow. I'm reading something that is bigger. It's taken a little bit more time. There are many threads, and I have to... I have to visit a place where I'm ready to read that. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. It's, it's a different style of reading. It's a different mindset. I'm really appreciating it right now. Uh, we, we see a little conflict between T'Challa and Tetu. It seems like this is the, the if there is a core, uh, this guy versus this guy, T'Challa is facing against Tetu. Tetu has a, a, a thought about what, what Wakanda should be. And clearly possesses some magic yeah. and connection to Wakanda. The actual land. The actual land can control vines, appears to have been able to control water and that sort of thing. Right. So Tetu seems like uh, Tetu is gearing up to be some savior of some sort. Like, I'm going to give Wakandans what they need. I delivered rain to this arid land when Wakandans needed it. Right. So I'm, I'm able to do this. And what were you able to do for us, King? Mm-hmm. You, you turn and fled. Yeah. You, the one who was running around doing whatever you wanted to do when your uncle was out here trying to hold stuff down. Yeah. When your mom was getting, you know, hold for ransom, when your sister was out here getting attacked, like, where were you at? Now you want to come and you want to try to like be the King. And I understand that kind of beef. It's like, look, when you're the King and you're this character, who's like, I run this. There's a responsibility that people expect you to be present and available and mm-hmm. prioritize them. If you don't do that, if you're running around doing other things, there's a real piece where it's like, well, who, who, I'm sorry, who are you? Mm-hmm. Where you come from? Mm-hmm. How are you going to demand all this respect? Where were you at? Where were you? You wasn't when we went out shooting in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where were you at when all this stuff was going on? When your uncle was out here getting messed up and your sister and your your mother, now you want to come back and be the king. Yeah. And that's the same scenario that the, that, that, the, uh, that the Midnight Angels are dealing with. Like, where were you at, T'Challa? Yeah. Look at these people. They're over here, like, being held captive and murdered and killed. Where are you? Yeah. You out here... Out here with with the Avengers, but we, your people, and that's a very interesting mentality, mm-hmm. you know, especially coming from like a, a, a comic full of black people. When you mm-hmm. start looking at the world now, mm-hmm. it's like you want to help us, but you left us. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of that in the black community because mm-hmm. a lot of people who grew up in impoverished black communities, it's all about getting out. Yeah. Getting out as fast as possible. Right. And then, like, yeah, I want to go back and help. And part of the issue is being like, where were you at? Right. Now you now you don't want off and got you some money. Now you want to come back and help? We don't know you. We like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't exactly know what ta trying to say, but I'm interested. I'm Same. in. And I'm very interested in seeing the... the um, the Dora Milaje. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. Yeah, right. yeah. It but seems like they're reforming. Dora Milaje, Dora They're see, reforming as uh, as a rebellion. Yeah, like they're because the Dora Milaje, Milaje. I don't know how to pronounce it. Are actually supposed to be the guards of T'Challa, the king. That's right. You know, and it seems like the Midnight Angels have almost galvanized them. And who is this? Who is this? Lord Mandela. Mandela. So Mandela seems to be this, uh, and, and he's got, I, I didn't want to point this out because it's not necessarily the most important thing, but first of all, he's got very dope armor. He has this crazy, crazy like robot 
gorilla skull situation and it looks really dope. Um, but Mandela seems to be someone who is taking advantage of the chaos of, of, of leadership, the absence of leadership in Wakanda. And he seems to be kind of one of those, like, let's say tribal warlord, like mm. child soldiers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, imprisoning women, make people work for him, maybe drug trade, that sort of situation. Maybe, that, maybe he's the guy who had all of those Wakandans enslaved. Maybe yeah, he's yes. the, part, the leader of that whole movement. I believe he is. And so the Dura Milaj, uh, are, they're, they're attempting to take him down. They're go- they want to stop him. And they're not going to wait for their king to do it. Right. Well, the Midnight Angels want to take him down, and they're not going to wait for the king. Yeah. Those two are the ones who rebelled because they used to be a part of them. And now they're in a relationship, but the two ladies are in a relationship. And like, it seems like, cause the Dormelage, we haven't really seen them in this series yet mm-hmm. in, in action. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was dope when like the Dormelage are never scared. So it's kind of like, so what, what has happened? Like what's, what's going on? Have they gone back to their old people and been like, look, yeah, we gotta, we need, we need to, we need to get together. Yeah, and does that mean now they're against T'Challa? Because on the cover we see T'Challa fighting against, you know, the two Midnight Angels. Yeah, and we haven't even really talked about the whole fact that T'Challa, his whole situation right now, is he's running around trying to track down Zinzi. Zinzi, and That's Zinzi his- is kicking it with Tetu. Tetu, who is mystical and and. Uh- Controls nature. Right. So that that's his whole situation. That's what he's focused on. Yeah. Which is interesting because everybody's motivations are different. Mm-hmm. So Chala's like, I got to go get this girl, Zenzi, who's messing with my brain and making me feel bad about what me, me not being there. Mm-hmm. And he, you see, we see him doing some work on his helmet, like, the, you know, this headpiece to go, so you can't get to my brain anymore. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time... You know, Tattoo's like, nah, player, you 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 you're missing it. Like, that's not that's not what this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not what this is about. So Black Panther is a different kind of book. And for that very much, yeah. For that, I am thankful. I'm also a little worried that comic book fans, the an average comic book fan, aren't ready or won't know how to read it, or will feel maybe a little impatient. Uh, to to bring it on. Now, Black Panther seems to be doing incredibly well in sales. I'm not sure if the success of the first one has carried through to issue three right now or will continue to carry through. I hope it does. But I think it's the kind of book that is just different enough to matter to show us what the comic books are capable of doing. I think it's a pretty brave addition to Marvel's lineup because it is so different from what we would normally get. This is not immediate gratification this is something a little something a little new and special so i like this issue with the caveat that it 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 takes some digging you got to dig into this to understand it and honestly it helps to map some of these characters and affiliations out yeah the beginning part where they go okay tattoo zenzi shuri that helps t'challa you know what i mean midnight eight like laying all that out because Ta-Nehisi taking us through some stuff. Yes. Yeah. So that's that. Black, that's Black Panther, Panther number three. Number three. Can't wait for number four. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, moving on. Spider-Man number five. Miles Morales. Spider-Man number five. Spider-Man number five was an interesting issue. Um, I, uh, I love Spider-Man. I love... Uh, I love Bendis. I love Pacelli. I love everything about the creation of this book, the way it looks, the way it reads, everything. Spider-Man number five didn't move us very far. Uh, 
it, I felt it, like it we didn't of, have a lot of progress for yeah, me. Yeah, it almost feels like a setup for something later down the line and a little bit of a pro- pro- progression in the relationship between Gold Balls, mm-hmm. Genki, and Miles' relationship. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like a setup, setup issue. It we, kind we, of yeah. like pushed us forward. So we see what's going on with Miles. We see what's going on with Genki, with Gold Balls. We see what's going on with Miles' relationship with his mom. Yeah. Miles' relationship with his grandma. Yeah. You know, we see what's going on with Miles' dad's relationship with Shield. Yes. You know? Yeah. And we see what's going on with Black Cat, which isn't very clear. So when so we last left... Like, you know... When we last left off in in the fourth issue, Genki meets Fabio, Gold Balls, former X Men, and spills the beans on Miles being Spider Man. This balls. So that's wild. huge. Wild. So at this point in time, we're we're coming back in. Oh, and also meantime, um, Miles gets gets beat up real good. Yeah. He's down for the count. Yeah. And Hammerhead grabs him up and kidnaps him. Mm-hmm. And so, we also. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. What, what are you going to add there? No, I was going to point about him getting beat up. One of yeah. the like pivotal points that we kind of come in the book on is, you know, Gen- uh, with, with Fabio coming in, talking to Genki and them discussing what happened. And I thought it was important that Fabio was like, yo, that was not cool what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, Fabio wasn't just like, oh, you know, it's cool. But we also saw that Fabio appreciated it in a way where he's like, I'd like to be around some people who understand me and I understand them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was interesting, but I really did think it was really dope that we saw the YouTuber who was so blown away by the fact that Spider-Man is a person of color, Yeah, you know, and how this is such a big deal. Like I thought that was key because that addresses in the book, the way a lot of us feel in real life. It's like, oh my gosh, Spider-Man is a person of color. This is mm-hmm. so amazing. This is mm-hmm. so po- this is so powerful. This is so moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'd like the way they use that as, you know, a, a, a plot point to, to show you what was going on through the video and move the story along a little bit. Yeah, it's familiar. That feeling of being excited over the fact that Miles is a person of color. This is a character who is a person of color. So a little bit of... Uh, I, I see a little bit of myself in the enthusiasm in that YouTuber, Danica Hart. Um, and I see enough of myself in that that it makes me wonder, like, is this cool? Dude, I know we talked about this previously. Is it mean? cool that... Um, I mentioned, is it all right that I just celebrate the fact that this is a person of color? And, that, and that's the only thing that I focus on. Well, it's not the only thing, is it? Exactly. That's just it. I think it's. this is just grounds to realize, no, this is not the only thing that is important to me. It is an aspect that is important to me because it is tied to who Miles is. It is who he is. Yeah. But it's not his whole person. Yeah. And I think that's partly what we're exploring. And that's interesting. That's interesting, right? It's interesting in the storytelling that it's like, he's a person of color, person of color, person of color. And even some of the older issues, Miles is like, yeah, but Mm -hmm. okay. You know what I mean? You know, it's interesting speaking on, on his identity. You know, his identity is revealed now to quite a bit of people. He gets brought up. He gets, he grabbed up by Hammerhead. Hammerhead brings him back to he just Black got his Cat. mask off. His mask is off. And the first thing they remark on as far as who Miles is, who this new Spider-Man is, is 
man, he's a lot younger than I thought he would be. Right. And I liked this moment yeah. because Black Cat is, she's not, she's not a, an, an evil person. I think Black Cat understands her game and she's trying to run her game. I don't believe she's evil. And it seems like she has this, just this tinge of remorse when she asks, it kind of makes me wonder, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, are we taking our anger out from the old Spider-Man who's a little bit too out of our reach right now and putting it on this guy? Yeah. It's almost like they're like, you know what? Why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. thought it was dope that we got to see them experience that miles is different and that he's got like the venom sting and they're like, Whoa, what do I do with that? Like, this is, this, this is not the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that we got to see something like that. It's fun to see miles do things that we don't expect Spider-Man to do. So he has that venom sting and he's taking people out left and right with that, but he's able to charge it up into this huge blast and bust out of his, his chains where he's trapped on the chair. He can like charge up that energy it almost looked like he went Super Saiyan for a second. I, I did. I was like, what is he doing? What and is you know this? what I thought was interesting is he, that saps so much of his energy. And he, we get to see that, what happens after that moment. It's not like he doesn't pay for that. He can't just do that willy-nilly. Over and over and over again. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So he takes it. He, he gets it handed to him from Hammerhead for a good long while until he's able to put Hammerhead down long enough to notice the black cat is on the run. Now she's, she's doing what she normally does leaping across rooftops and buildings. And she's, she's trying to get, get out of there and she disappears. Right. And she says, what does she say? Um, but Hey, you're young. You'll figure out how the world. Okay. So some of the dialogue is like, um, um, you put that costume on, you decided to represent something and what you represent is bad for my business. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not like you actually did anything. It's not like you're in my way. It's that what you represent is bad for what I do. So let me just run up in here and let you know real quick. I ain't the one. So you know what I mean? Yeah. If you and I cross paths again, think twice before you run up on me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's it's it's laid out pretty straightforward. I'm running a business here and you are bad for my business. And that's that. And that and she says, you're young. You'll figure out how the world really works. And when you do, come find me. I'll teach you how to make some real money. Mm-hmm. But take all this as a warning. If you cross me, I'll find you again and I'll ruin your life. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. The threat is real. Because it's like, that sounds like she's going, oh, you are younger than Peter was. Yeah. Oh, I got you early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can kind of instill some like i'm more seasoned than you this wouldn't go over on the old spider-man right you know what i mean right like so i i, I kind of have a, a a new way to 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 address you following that we see that miles dad is meeting with maria hill what is this about and they're having a conversation about miles and how miles is doing and how are you doing dad with the fact that you have this information how are you coping with this sort of thing do you guys talk about it what's going on and that 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 concludes with Miles' dad re-enlisting in Shield. Mm-hmm. So, at one point he was with Shield, and no longer, and now he's coming back, presumably to make sure that he's keeping tabs on his son. That's what we're assuming. That's what we are assuming. So that's interesting to me. 
Because now, you know, we got a little family business going on here. You know what else is interesting to me? What's that? Miles' freaking grandma. Oh, yeah. Yo. Yeah. Like, like, the conversation between, like, Miles' mom and Genki. Are you just repeating everything I'm saying so that you have a moment to think? Am I repeating everything you're saying so I have a moment to think? Genki! <laughs> like, yeah, it's exactly what he was doing. But yeah. the grandma, like, yo, I, I, I can imagine this grandma, like, I'm going to find someone and figure out what he's doing. He's on drugs. You can't stop me. Yeah. It's like, come on, grandma, chill. Like, mom's actually like, trying to stop. And she's like, you can't stop me. I'm going to find someone. And who does she call? Jessica Jones. Ah, Jessica Jones. You Alias know, Investigations. I am so excited about this because this is Bendis's book. And Bendis created Jessica Jones. So it's not like we're just throwing Jessica Jones into a comic book as a cameo. This is an opportunity for Bendis to actually bring his character back into his world and interact with the current status. That is so exciting to me. So we get this final shot. Jessica Jones is spying on Genki, Fabio, and Miles as all three of them are talking outside of their school. So she's going to come into play. And what is she going to do? I don't know. She's going to spy. Is she going to crack this open? She's going to probably find out that Miles Morales is Spider-Man. And I have a strong feeling that that means, this is what I want. I have a strong feeling that that means that Jessica will come into a moral issue. Wait, right. Am I going to report this back to grandma who has no idea what this means? Or am I going to do what I understand as maybe the good thing to do, which is help Miles yeah. conceal his identity? Yeah. Because I mean, she's married to Luke Cage and she, she knows what it's like. She understands like you can't just be running around telling people who Spider-Man is. And yet work is work. Yeah. Business is business. Want to know what happens next? Yeah. I do want to know. What so it next. seems like issue six uh, the the uh, preview, we have Iron Man on the left side and Captain Marvel on the right side. Mm-hmm. So it seems like we're going to have some sort of conflict moment and it's going to kind of tie into Civil War Yeah, for, uh, for issue six. It's an exciting time for a lot of books right now because we're going to find out how these books find themselves entwined in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited um, with regard to Power Man Iron Fist. We talked about this last week because I want to know how they tie into Civil War because that is a very different circumstance and yeah. gravity yeah. for those characters. This Spider-Man might be an easier integration into that sort of thing because it's all Bendis. This is, this is the same guy. It's the same mind. It's the same creative process. I'm excited to find out where Miles sees himself on either side. I feel like it could go either way, frankly. But uh, yeah, it was a, a kind of a slow moving book, but we get some real character stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So books of the week for next week. I know with one, we have Batman number two. Yes. I'm excited to see where that goes. Yes. As far as the other one, I'm not sure. What do we have? What are we looking at? Um, I'm really into the fix, mm-hmm. but the fix number four is coming out. Uh, Sp- Superman number two is coming out. Uh, Paper Girls number seven. So, uh, I mean, nothing that we've been reading as a as a show collectively. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we'll have to do a little bit of digging around and see yeah. what's well, up. Maybe we can listen to the listeners, too, and find out what someone else wants to uh, hear about. So, if you have an opinion on one of the books of the week, if you have some that you're thinking about picking up and you want to join us for a discussion on the book, tweet at us, at Comic Book Junto. Um, I would love to know what other people are reading or other people are interested in 
that maybe we are not aware of. Yeah. Paper Girls would be fun because they're just starting a brand new arc. But here's the thing. Paper Girls is going to do great no matter what. So maybe it doesn't necessarily warrant us sitting down and talking about it. Well, I don't I don't look at our books of the week as like promotion to make a purchase. It's like what's the best story to talk about as I group? just mean, you know, I think it would be nice to do something outside of uh extreme popularity. So if there was something that seemed like out of left field that we all get to adventure into a little bit, make sense of, that'd be fun. I would I would probably use that as trump over something that is major. You mean something like The Walking Dead? Yeah. 156? No. Okay. <laughs> so if you have an opinion on Book of the Week, we know for a fact that we were going to do Batman 2, which comes out on Wednesday. If you have an opinion on what else we should do for Book of the Week this upcoming week, then hit us up on Twitter. All right. So like you said, you can follow, follow uh, Barefoot on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at barefruit at b three a r f r u i t. Go to barefruit.com, Sign up for the newsletter. Check out um, the store. Check out Ode to Omni and Andy Minio Garnish Uncomfortable. Let me know some feedback on that. Tell me what you think. Um, new stuff in the website. You know, back to my Andy Gellenberg T-shirt. You got your tank in the mail. I got my tank and I love it. It awesome. is it is my my official first barefruit apparel. Excellent. A long time coming. Excellent. And it is a good one. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a Baxter by Andy Gillenberg pin on there as well. We've got OG Baxter socks that we did with stride line. Um, so we got a lot of stuff. Check that stuff out. Mm-hmm. And um, our, uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. Same name, both platforms at Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. I had to go through the process of trying to spell that for someone the other day. And they kept asking me, like, as I'm doing Tetris, like, T-E-T, what? And they were asking me the question, which was causing me to spell my own name wrong. And then we had to say, no, wait, hold up. No, 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 no. Just forget everything we talked about. I'm going to write this down. Give me I'm your just phone. Gonna, I'm going to push the piece of paper just over. give me your phone. Yeah. I'll, I'll just put it in. Oh. Yeah. What a nightmare. You made it, though. <laughs> yeah, here I am. You can find me on the internet. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. You can also leave us comments on SoundCloud as well. Subscribe there also. Wherever you're listening to this, you can obviously subscribe and listen. We're on Hmm. Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on Overcast. We're on all the places that we can be that I know of. If Mm -hmm. there's any place that you'd like this podcast to be that houses podcast that isn't, let me know about that as well. Um, Yeah, and we ask for you to leave us the five stars and a positive comment because it allows us to be able to continue to spread the love and share the show. So share this show with somebody this week that you think would appreciate it and somebody that you want to talk geek culture with and help us spread the love, spread the show and spread our reach. Um, yeah. Hopefully we get to do that at New York comic con. Yes. If we will see you there, hopefully we will do a little bit of that in the Philadelphia podcast festival as well. Sounds good to me. That's it. All right. Caliber, 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 caliber. That's that's stop talking to designer. <laughs> stop it. Designer, get out of here, man. You were no, you were Sorry. not wanted here. Sorry. <laughs> Panda. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you. Until next time. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.